Are you talking? Well, say hello, my pretty girl. Your mommy's saving grace. My little gracie girl. Welcome to another episode of Hot Marriage and Cool Parents. This is Doug Hainer and my beautiful pregnant wife, Jamie Otis. Aw, you called me beautiful. And I think you took my last name so I could call you Jamie Hainer, but we'll use your stage name for now. <laughs> my stage name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Douglas. And that little clip there, she was a newborn. She was, she was like, could barely even talk. She just oohed and odd. I don't think it was an ooh and ah. I think it was eh, eh, like she was pushing something out. Yeah, she was like, I think she was trying to poop, but I still think it's the cutest little baby noises. Yeah, I forget that age. That age, she was a newborn. We're going to have another newborn in when? May. <laughs> when? <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you miss anything about the newborn stage? You know, I, I, I don't. Um, <laughs> Douglas. I I liked it better when Henley was able to like once she was able to like roll over and just start to crawl. That was kind of the the best part of parenting so far. Everything else before that was just kind of like, oh, here's a baby. Yeah, I hear. I could see why you say that because obviously she was attached to my boob and me pretty much the first two months of her life, and then we introduced the bottle. I think that was at two months, right? No, actually, it was at one month. But up till for the first month of her life, it was just her and I, basically. And there was, really wasn't a whole lot you could do other than help me change poopy diapers. Yeah. Or defrost the milk, your breast milk that was in the freezer. Yeah, exactly. Or get me water, which you're always really good. You're still good at getting me water anytime I need it. Yeah. To be I mean, to be completely honest, I don't really miss any of that part. She felt like she was my baby, obviously. And I got a lot of love for her really fast. But you don't necessarily have as much of a connection right away I don't know yeah I think some people would throw rocks at you for saying that but I honestly kind of agree because I just remember even when she was like put on my chest and I looked at her and I was like it looked like she had red hair and I was like wait a minute this isn't my kid if I hadn't witnessed her coming out of my hoo-ha I would have been like nah this this one can't be mine (laughs) no I know and every time I looked at her when she was that age she would just roll her eyes in the back of her head yeah, she had such attitude now. Just getting every newborn rolls their eyes. Yeah, no, and like just stare off into space or like at the lights. Like there, there's really not a whole lot of personality, but I still can't wait for it. I am so excited. The only part that I'm not excited for is A, the sore nipples. I'm hoping mm. I don't have that problem again this time because I had literally cracked and bleeding nipples with Henley. The other part I don't miss is the fact that she gets up like, or he or she, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but they'll be getting up every two to three hours because it's a newborn and that's what they do and they're hungry. Yeah, our the next baby boy better not wake up Henley whenever he wakes up. <laughs> Douglas, I, I see what you're putting out into the universe. <laughs> so today we have a really long five-star review, but I wanted to read it because it really meant a lot to me from Steen26. And she said, inspiring and amazing. Well, let me pre. Did you say preface or preface? Preface. Preface. Okay. There, there's my grammar <laughs> correction already. Here we go. This and this person's a college professor. Maybe that's why I got a little nervous. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, he said, or she said, well, let me preface this by saying I gave Jamie and Doug a pretty harsh review when they first started Hot Marriage Cool Parents. With that being said, I have stuck by them since the beginning, and I am beyond amazed at how far they've come as podcasters in less than a year. I'm a college professor, so growth is everything to me. What I once found to be repetitive and disorganized has now morphed into my absolute favorite podcast, and I'm really proud of these two. Jamie is just a joy to listen to. Her energy is contagious, and she seems like the sweetest person ever. I am. I really, really am. (laughs) Uh, And then she said, I wish I could be friends with her in real life. Oh, girl, we can be friends. For sure. We are, right? (laughs) And as for Douglas, I love when Jamie calls him that. After listening to episode 39, I truly believe that podcasting is where that man belongs. He's incredible. I am genuinely so ecstatic for the success these two have made with this podcast and can't wait for the episodes each week. Love you guys. Keep up the amazing work. The reason why I wanted to take like the whole minute to, to read that review is because I really appreciate when someone a gives us a chance even though when we were starting out I mean it if you go back to episode one through like probably 30 (laughs) they were rough I mean we didn't really know what we were doing but we knew we wanted to connect with you listening 
on like this intimate platform where we're literally hanging out in our dining room right now chatting with you like I wish that there was a way to interact live one day we want to take this podcast live we're still kind of rough I think yeah I mean let's be honest (laughs) but that was probably the sweetest message ever I don't think a a review gets better than that yeah especially because they obviously didn't really like the way I mean it's true it was very unorganized but then they you know they still stuck with us and gave us a chance and then they recognized our growth which I think is really cool and makes me feel good so thank you so much Steen thank you Steen thank you thank you and then real fast for those of you listening I don't know if you've downloaded the Himalaya app already or not but it is such a great way to organize your podcast we've partnered with them because we really love the Himalaya platform you can literally like leave a review or leave a comment below each individual episode. So it's just a great way for, to interact with us without having to go to like Instagram or Facebook, but we will uh, happily take your comments over Instagram too. Cause we love you guys there too. And we've said this before and we'll say it again. We read everything. We read it all. <laughs> that's like, so, that's how Gracie talks sometimes. She goes, Rawr. I know I told her that. <laughs> yeah, that definitely wasn't me. <laughs> But today we are sharing all about our plans for baby number two, our earthly baby number two, obviously. Yeah. And so we have a podcast assistant. Her name is Rachel. And she, you know, she developed a bunch of questions for us to answer, like individually. And then the goal is that we're going to kind of reveal our answers and hash out if they're not the same as one another. Um, to get today on the podcast so did you read my answers already I tried not to um you're such a liar (laughs) I really tried not to to be honest but uh he filled out his his answers before I filled out mine um but I think we're pretty much on the same page for the most part I truly didn't read all of them I just saw that one of the answers you just wrote Jamie decides that or something like that and I was like oh I love him (laughs) (laughs) up to Jamie exact words yeah, I liked I liked reading that. But anyways, without further ado, let's get this potty started. Yes. Are you looking for someone to share their deepest, darkest secrets on keeping their marriage spicy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you like Holly's dish on how to be a cool parent? Because yeah, I don't know. Please tell me. Well, Jamie Otis and Doug Hayner have got all you hubbies and wifeys and mommies and daddies covered. Yep, that's us. Because each week, we're finding a guest who will spill all their dirty secrets. Oh, yeah. Because we all want to keep our marriages hot and our parenting cool. Here's the show. All right, Doug, you ready for this? I am. All right, question number one for our baby number two plans. And obviously, baby number two on Earth. Rest in peace, all our angel babies. Jonathan Edward Hayner, we love you. Uh, okay, number one, find out the gender or wait until birth. My answer is definitely find out the gender. I am so type A. I, which is kind of funny because I love surprises, but I don't think I could wait until birth because I would want to make sure the nursery was done and we had clothes. What do you think, Doug? Do people still wait for the baby to be born? I don't, I don't think I know anybody that isn't part of our generation. No, people do. And then honestly, I get it for those that are not type a maybe I don't know or who want like a genuine real surprise but I mean there's already there's so much going on when you deliver a baby like I can't imagine I mean the surprise is seeing the baby's face to me like and seeing how big the baby is like I don't need to know the gender like at the last minute too because that's just like that's just overwhelming at that point (laughs) most newborns look the same anyway but I'm in I'm on the same page as you I would always want to find out the gender beforehand yeah and speaking of that some people were saying on Instagram some of our girlfriends friends there's something called sneak peek have you heard of it Doug no neither had I and so apparently we could buy this test and it's like I looked into it because I was like oh what by eight weeks which we are officially eight weeks pregnant uh this week but we could buy the test and take it's like an at-home blood test and then you can ship it off and you can get your results back in like three or three to four days Should, should we do that Doug I don't know I don't know either. It's almost like I'm almost scared to know that fast. I mean, I'm, I just found out I'm pregnant. I'm barely, I'm barely, like, I feel like I'm barely pregnant. Like, what are, what are the reviews on it? They, I looked at those. They're like, I think there's, there's like hundreds and hundreds of five-star reviews. But like for accuracy? Uh, I did read one review said it wasn't accurate for them, but like, then there was like 10 for every one that wasn't accurate. There was 10 that were accurate. I guess they have a 50-50 shot every time. I know, right? I was like, it's the same thing. Uh, Unless it's both. If, yeah. I wonder what that would come up as. 
Yeah, really, if it's twins and they have a boy and a girl. Or no, I'm thinking like uh, like a hermaphrodite or something. Yeah, uh, that's just, I don't even, okay, Doug, you took that to a different level. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, like we should maybe do that and then we could plan a gender reveal party. That'd be fun. Or a pre-gender reveal party. Yeah, like maybe we're having, <laughs> we don't know what we're having. <laughs> I don't think we should do that. I think we should just stick with the hospital one because we know for sure it's accurate. All right, question number two. Do we want an at-home birth or a hospital birth? Doug? You know, I've had conflicting thoughts about this. On one hand, you want the safety of the hospital because of anything can happen. They have all the medical equipment there, if you know, whatever happens. But also it's like, you know, let's go to this place to have a newborn where all other sick people go. And you're trapped in this little room for a couple of days and you have to lay on bed sheets. It's almost like you're in prison, but it's a comfortable place, obviously. But at home seems even weirder to me. Um, plus the fact that we just got new floors. So I wouldn't want to have to clean up the floors or have to take up any floorboards. We don't have that, that many extra uh, planks left. <laughs> Douglas. <laughs> Uh, that's so funny. Honestly, I would agree with everything you said, except I'm not worried about our floors, <laughs> but I agree. Like I'm a nurse and I work in labor and delivery. So, uh, at the end of the day, I know how many things can go wrong in a delivery. And I know the importance of having a NICU available, available, like at the split of a second, like you, if you need like that type of equipment, it could be life or death for your baby. So for me, I definitely will always opt for the hospital because I just, like knowing that we have the resources available if we need them. But I love the idea of being at home and having it, you know, naturally and just really like being one with nature and the universe and feeling the pain and pushing the baby out. That that would be a great time for like a Jehovah witness to come by and try to push (laughs) off some, some religious stuff. I just can't imagine telling our dog lady to just be quiet because it's barking in the background. I know it wouldn't. That's the problem with our home. It wouldn't be like that. It would be our dog would be like barking like a madman. We'd probably get some solicitor at the door trying to sell us like who knows what. Would they do do it in the tub? Do they have like water births? Yeah. Isn't that a thing? Yeah. And some hospitals, I think there are hospitals like birthing centers where they have the best of both worlds, but we don't have anything like that nearby. And also I love the doctors I worked with at the hospital when I was labor in labor and delivery. So I just, I'm going to stick with, we're going to go see, you know, the doctors I already know and love the hospital that I worked at and totally trust and love. And we're going to have a hospital birth. <laughs> I hope that they let me film it though. I, I genuinely want to film it and I want to, sh- I want to share it. And I, I did last time. Yeah. And I want to, sh- I really want to film my hoo-ha this time, but like only for us. I'm not, <laughs> I'm sorry. There are certain photographers that actually take artsy photos showing the birth process. Doug, I was thinking it would be so cool if you wanted to catch the baby. No. No? No. I kind of want to catch the baby, you know, like pull a Courtney Kardashian and I kind of want to, like, I want to be that present. Like, I feel like I could have done it with Henley. What Courtney Kardashian? Yeah. She... I'm pretty sure that it was her. She like grabbed her baby out of her hoo-ha as she was delivering it, delivering uh, it. I don't want, I don't want that image in my head. The whole, I, I've, I saw what came out of you the first time and, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to put my hands there. Okay, fine. But I want to, you don't have to, I kind of want to try to catch my own baby. I would not, I would not like that. Like, no, I, I wouldn't. I trust you, but I wouldn't trust you to catch your own baby. Are you kidding me? I'm a labor and delivery nurse. If Courtney Kardashian can do it, I can do it. Uh, it's a different angle. You wouldn't be used to it. Douglas. Unless you practiced. If I saw you practice <laughs> with things, catching things in that way, then maybe I need that confidence first. Okay, I'll practice. All right. Number three, boy or girl? Boy. With... <laughs> well, geez. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I... I think we should answer this as what you genuinely think it is and then what you just hope for. I think it's a boy. You genuinely believe it's a boy. I feel it. Why? I, I feel it. And you had the same or similar symptoms when you had, uh, when you were pregnant with Jonathan. That is very true. I was, I am way more nauseous and way more tired with this pregnancy than I was with Henley. And I was also super nauseous and s- 
I don't know. I guess I was probably tired, but I just remember being really sick with Jonathan. If you start to crave hot dogs and beans, then I know it's for real. With mustard. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm really not craving. I really crave mustard a lot with, <laughs> with Jonathan, with like on baked beans and on hot dogs. And I'm really not craving that this time. I'm craving tomato, spinach, and tons of mayonnaise on bread. Like that's my favorite sandwich right now. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. So I kind of think that, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but I remember I broke out a lot on my face with Henley and right now I I have like no, no zits. So mm. maybe it's a boy, but I kind of want a girl because if it's two, we could have two girls and then two boys if I, you know, had my wish. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. I think either or I'd be so happy. All right. Do we plan on sharing the name before or after birth? Hmm. I think before. You think be- we'll share the name before? I think we, yeah. we did that with Henley too. And I, I think we, I think that's nice. It's kind of fun to share the name once we have it like figured out. Yeah. I just liked a lot of the, um, you know, the things that got sent to us, uh, were very personal and, and had the name on it. And it just, it made it more personal than it just became sort of a generic boy or girl gift. Yeah, it was really nice. Like a lot of our friends sent us gifts to our PO box. I mean, every single week we would have at least five packages from friends and literally every single week I would send out at least, you know, a handwritten thank you note for every single package because it was just so sweet and thoughtful. And we've become friends with some like, you know, some some true friendships have developed out of that. And it's just really, it was really, really nice. And I do, and you're right, Doug, I like the idea if we name the baby before, you know, like as soon as we can, basically, then we can kind of bond a little bit more with that baby with, with the name and all that. Yeah. But that's definitely personal preference. I'm glad that so far we are pretty much on the same page. Yep. Uh, do we want to announce early or wait? Well, this is, we already announced. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but we, you know, we waited for those of you who know us and you already know this, we'll keep it short, but we waited obviously until well into our second trimester with our first pregnancy with our son, Jonathan, who's an angel baby. And, you know, we like followed that standard rule that you wait to your second trimester. So you're quote unquote in the clear. And obviously that didn't work for us. And quite frankly, I don't think that any woman should have to follow that standard rule, but I mean, I think everybody knows how I feel about that. Um, I just think that you should announce whenever you want to. And for me, I want to, I genuinely believe that I've connected with this baby already and I'm eight weeks pregnant. I know that sounds crazy to some people. And the reason being is that A, I've already announced it and celebrated this baby, but B, I have gone to the fertility specialist every single week. So I've I know this baby's sticking. Like I I I also feel really sick and I have all the symptoms. So I'm like, okay, I'm I can connect with this baby and bond with this baby because he or she is not going anywhere until, you know. And it, and according to the fertility specialist, the baby is on track to what you should see in growth. Yeah, which is just so reassuring. So for anyone who is struggling or has struggled, you know, with losses, if you're able to see a doctor in the first few weeks of your of your, you know, next uh, pregnancy, just to get, just for the reassurance of just checking your hormones, like your HCG and your progesterone, I highly recommend it. It is worth every penny if you ask me, because it just helps you bond with that baby. All right. Uh, number six is middle name or no middle name. I like a middle name. Do people, I guess people don't necessarily have to use a middle name, but I like a middle name a lot. I can't pick just one name. I need to have at least two. Yeah. I think that, uh, I mean, well, Henley Grace kind of goes together, but I, yeah, why wouldn't you have a middle name? I think most people do have middle names, but I guess some people don't. Maybe that's also personal preference. You know, what's kind of weird is that people that give two middle names, because then it's really not two middle names. You just have four names. There's no middle. My sister's name is Amy Lynn Lou Rose Otis. Oh, so she has like five. She has like 10 names. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, so maybe not that many middle names, but I like just one. I think for, if we have a boy next, it would probably be Douglas, right? Yes. After you and your dad. And although I don't know, now I know my dad and is, do you think Francis could be a girl's name? I was just wondering, cause my dad's name is like Francis. As, I don't like that as a girl's name. Do you know, I've, I've always loved the name Frankie for a girl. 
and my dad's name was Francis. Yeah. So we could, I mean, we could potentially name a girl Frankie after my dad, but I, I didn't even like know that. my dad. What'd you say? I don't really like that name. What? Nothing against your father. But would we name, my, would you name a girl Francis? Could you? Yeah, you could. Francine. Not Francis? I Fran- guess Francis would work. Yeah. I also love the name Charlie for a little girl, but anyways. All right. Um, yeah. So we definitely want middle names. Um, breastfeeding or bottle feeding? I love breastfeeding. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> I No, I, I understand that there's some people out there that just can't or it's too painful. And I'm, I'm always in support of breastfeeding because it is, I think that I've noticed a difference or I, I just love how Henley has progressed and I have to attribute it to some part breastfeeding. Well, thank you, because that means you attribute attribute it some part to me. Yes. So I'll take it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, you know, I was I went to nursing school, so it was drilled in my brain how good breast milk is for babies. And so I was like on a mission that regardless of anything, I was going to breastfeed my baby, you know. And now that I'm out of the like those hormones and I've had a baby, if God forbid, for whatever reason, I mean, this happens sometimes to women that their milk just doesn't come in in you know, in enough or they have inverted nipples and it's really hard to get their baby to latch. There's multiple different reasons why breastfeeding might not work out. And there's genuinely, you know, there's some good milk formula, milk products out there. So, but if I get the choice, breastfeeding is so cheap. I mean, you literally just, you get to eat more because <laughs> you have to have more calories to make the breast milk. It's like a no brainer to me. I get to eat more and I get to like pump it out and feed my kid. You know, I always had in my head that, um, babies just spit up all the time and they just throw up all over the place. And I don't know, some, some of my friends that have done the bottle or done the formula, they would say that they need a spit up cloth all the time. The baby would throw up and I don't know whether it's just the baby wouldn't know when to stop, but Henley never really threw up after she was feeding. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. She, we had so many burp cloths and like bibs and we never had to use any of them. Ever. Yeah, she never spit up. She, we didn't go through tons of clothes unless she had a poop explosion. Then that's a whole different story. She's still having those to this yeah. day. That's no fun. But, uh, but yeah, she never, yeah. And so there's a lot of, there really are a lot of benefits to breast milk. You know, I just don't like to... I don't know, just like focus only on that. Cause I know that some women, you know, they wish they could breastfeed or for whatever reason, maybe they don't feel comfortable doing it. I don't want to like, I don't know. I feel like there is a bit of a stigma if you don't breastfeed your kid. And I just don't want to, I don't know, encourage that. Do you think you'll go another year like you did with Henley? I gotta be honest. It was really hard. And, and, you know, I know some women say that they're bonding with their baby while they're nursing and I just never had that really. Like it felt like work to me. Like I was like, Oh my God, I have to stop everything to pump. Like I would, I remember I went to a Carrie Underwood concert and I had to bring my pump and there was no outlet except for like in front of everybody in the bathroom at the stalls. And so I'm literally sitting on the bathroom floor (laughs) with all these people going back and forth with their cowboy boots on. And I'm like, it's going, (laughs) yeah, the breast, the breast pump machine. But now they have these pumps, um, they go right in your boobs and they're kind of silent and they just, and you can like their hands free. So I think it would help me feel more like just be able to breastfeed as long because the breastfeeding part's not so hard. You know, once you get the baby on, like, you know, it, it could be probably very, um, bonding, uh, if you weren't like in a rush all the time to get work done, which was pretty much my problem. But, um, you know, the breast pump part, like the, pumping every four to six hours like holy moly like no matter where you are you have to pump and I travel obviously a lot for, to go to LA for yep. filtered and I would be like I remember one time I had a hand pump on the plane and I was just like pumping my breasts like non-stop because <laughs> like, my boobs were so <laughs> full and it was so sore if I was there I would have helped you thank you it pump. was it was it's been I've had some horror stories with breastfeeding but I did it for a full year and I do want to try to do it for our next baby for a full year All right. So next one, do we want to do sleep training or co-sleeping? I do not like co-sleeping at all. And I, I'm still like that with Henley. They, they should have their own bed. And if anything, stay with them in the room, not in our bedroom. 
Yeah, which is basically me having to go to the guest room and sleep with Henley or I have to sleep in the chair with her because he refuses to let her be in our bed. Yep. I don't never wanted her to get used to it. it. It's so easy for parents to just throw them in the bed, but then as they get older, they're just going to run in and do it over and over and over again. I understand there's some extenuating circumstances, but I think that our bed should be our bed and the kid's bed should be the kid's bed. You know, in the midst of the, in the middle of the night when I'm exhausted and she's so fussy, of course, I like hate you for this because <laughs> I'm like, let's just, like, all she wants is to cuddle with us in bed. And I also want her to feel loved and nurtured. But also, you know, you're right. If we give in, then she's going to be like, I mean, both of us would sleep with our parents till we were teenagers. So we could have a child like that for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, even what happens if we both get horny at night? Douglas. Yeah, I'm just saying there's there's a lot of there's a lot of different reasons why it's not not good. Yeah, I mean that's a good point though. And I definitely don't want her That's the great thing I mean about the crib cuz I was just thinking if she got out of bed and just like walked in on us having sex, that would be mortifying for her. Like of course, like I do not ever want that issue to happen. And if she doesn't have the habit of ca- crawling into bed with us, hopefully that would never happen, but she's still in a crib. Um and she's obviously over too. I don't know when people start transitioning out of cribs, but as long as she's staying in it, I'm like, I know exactly where my kid is. She's safe and she can't get out. So uh, she's staying in the crib. She's going to be like five in a crib. <laughs> she's like, mom, can, can you let me upgrade to a toddler bed, please? <laughs> okay, Doug. Next question is, do you think this baby is going to weigh more or less than Henley? She was surprisingly heavy or heavier than what we were told what was she was like nine pounds something no but she was eight pounds two ounces which is to me that was a big baby oh yeah i guess that is kind of a big baby i mean i guess to some they have like 10 pound babies and they're like sorry girl that's not that big but (laughs) for me that you know they said oh she'll be low sevens bonnie my mother-in-law she was right before i gave birth we're walking around the unit she goes this baby's only gonna be five pounds this you have such a small belly this baby's gonna be five pounds six pounds max And then she comes out and she's eight pounds. And I'm like, holy moly, that was a big kid stuffed in that belly. Uh, But uh, so I, I don't know, like based on the way my vagina felt after I had Henley, I'm really hoping it's a smaller baby. (laughs) Yeah, that was, I guess, uh, something to consider. Yeah. And I don't know. And Henley has only grown bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think it's honestly because of the food we give her. I feel like she's... She's real smart and she's real active and I mean... And she doesn't really ask for a lot of candy or cake because she just doesn't know. And I mean, just the ingredients alone, I think would be terrible. Oh, absolutely. Well, she does ask now for cupcakes because she's had them at her birthdays and she knows what a cupcake is. And I'm like, girlfriend, no, you can have a perfect bar. And... (laughs) I don't know if you guys have ever heard of perfect bars, but they're pretty much the best snacks ever because they are like fresh from the fridge protein bars. They're made with freshly ground nut butter. They have up to 17 grams of whole food protein in 20 superfoods all combined. And it tastes like a cookie dough. It, uh, it has like a cookie dough texture and it's just as nutritious as it is delicious. So when she asks for like a cupcake or, you know, some sort of a bad snack, I'll be like, Oh, here, honey, you have this cookie. And I give her a perfect mm. bar. I, this is a daily routine for me is these perfect bars, peanut butter or the chocolate chip. It is honestly the best tasting protein I've ever had in my life. And I was first introduced to them through Starbucks. Anyway. Yeah. All perfect bars are kept in the refrigerator aisle and they stay fresh for up to one week out of the fridge. So they're perfect to take on the go or wherever you need a snack and to help avoid any meltdowns. Just, you know, when, they, when your kid's asking for cake or cookies, give them a perfect bar. And I'm not one to track the non-GMO or soy or gluten. I go for the taste. But if anybody is into keeping track of that type of or those types of ingredients, these are non-GMO. They're uh, gluten-free, soy-free, kosher. Uh, They're made in the USA, which is awesome. Uh, But they're just, they're delicious. They have dark chocolate peanut butter, coconut peanut butter, almond butter. I mean, you don't have to sacrifice taste for health. 
Yeah, Doug doesn't. He refuses to. <laughs> so that's why I like it because I am someone who really, I really want us to have a really healthy diet in our in, in our house. But um, right now, Perfect Bar is offering you 15% off your online order. Just go to perfectbar.com slash HMCP. Shop their refrigerated snacks at perfectbar.com slash HMCP today to get 15% off your order. Yeah, honestly, they're such good snacks. I sometimes I use my own codes and I will definitely be ordering some perfect bars at 15% off myself with my own code HMCP. So yeah, you just go to perfectbar.com slash HMCP and get the 15% off. All right, Doug, next question, working or staying home? I don't think it matters. I think even when we are home, we're working. Yeah, well, that's true. But I like the idea that, you know, I once was a nurse who had to be physically in a hospital for 12 plus hour shifts, 40 hours a week. And I remember as a nurse, my, my, my whole life, my only goal has been to be a mom. And I really wanted to be a stay at home mom and super hands on and really bond with my baby. And obviously, you know, I didn't marry a sugar daddy. <laughs> no, you did not. So I have to work, but I, I'm like really proud of myself because I've found ways to, you know, supplement our income without having to be at the hospital. And as much as I absolutely love being a labor and delivery nurse and being at the bedside, I would, you know, I, I plan on going back to that after my kids have grown. But right now I want to be home as much as I can. And literally we podcast while our, my daughter's asleep. So if, that, if my daughter needs me, you know, I can, I have a flexible job where I can like stop the podcasts at any given moment. But my sister, Amy Lynn is a nurse at the hospital still. And her birthday was September 25th. And I just got her these fig scrubs. And for anybody who is in the medical field looking for the most comfortable scrubs ever. And when I say most comfortable, like genuinely, the, the material is so comfortable and it's moisture wicking and it's antimicrobial. So, you know, that all the germs and the bodily fluids get splashed on you it literally just wicks away and it's antimicrobial so you're not bringing that home which I think is the most disgusting thing that we wear our scrubs home and then wash them like in our wash machine or and sit on our couch with them it's just gross but anyways <laughs> every set of fig scrubs is antimicrobial and they're made with yoga waistbands and come in a variety of styles from classic straight legs to joggers and skinny styles so they're super super cute also and I, I love when companies actually give back you know, so for every time you shop at Figs, they give scrubs to healthcare providers in need around the world. To date, I think Figs has donated hundreds of thousands of sets of scrubs to over 35 countries. Yeah, that's really, really awesome. It really is. It makes me so happy to hear that, which is why I was like, if I'm going to get my sister something, she could always use scrubs. And to know that you also are giving back when you buy a pair, I mean, it's just like a no-brainer to me. So whether you're one of the awesome humans that works in health care or someone that wants to say thanks to these deserving folks, Figs is going to make that easy by providing you with 15% off your first purchase by using our code HMCP. Get ready to love your scrubs. Truly, these are the most comfortable scrubs and you can feel confident knowing that the germs aren't just like sticking on you. Head to wearfigs.com. That's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com and enter our promo code HMCP at checkout to get 15% off your first purchase. You're going to love these scrubs. <laughs> no, I, I genuinely gave them to my sister for her birthday. And so then I just saw her. She was down for uh, last weekend and she, I said, do they fit you? Did you like them? And she she absolutely loves them. Anyways, back to our questions. Do you think this next baby will have more or less hair than Henley? I don't think it can have less hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Henley's had the same hair when she got out of your hoo-ha as she did eight months in. For eight months, she had the same hair length. Yeah, like nothing. What do they call that, a toe head? Yeah, uh, and even still, she's two and she can barely get two little pigtails up right <laughs> whether well, the cutest pigtails ever that's the only way to avoid the baby mullet yeah because otherwise if it's down it just looks yeah. like a mullet uh i i don't know why doug but i kind of have a feeling that this baby might have really dark hair because i had really dark hair as a kid really i did well i thought henley had red hair when she first came out yeah it kind of looked like it but i, I I mean, I kind of, I really want our babies to look identical to each other. I think that's so cute, but I just have a feeling that it's probably a boy and it probably has thick, dark hair. 
What what hair did you have? Like, what's your natural hair color when you were a kid? Thick, dark hair. Really? And then it lightened a little bit when I was like a kid. But when I came out, it was thick and dark. See, I always had I always had a very blonde head. Now it's just dirty blonde. Yeah, Henley definitely gets that from you. Okay, uh, binky or no binky? Binky. Binky. Big fan of the bink. Binky all the way. It just stinks when yeah. they're two years old and you're trying to take it away from them. But I mean, she's she's okay now with it. We took it away for a bit and gave it back to her. When you we gave it. Yeah, you gave it back to her without my permission when I was in L.A. working. I told you about it, though. Yeah, but that's messed up. Only because I was going to show you videos of her being cute. <laughs> With a binky in her mouth. And then anytime we traveled from there, you're like, I don't care. I'm giving the bink. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, then I gave up because you already gave up first. And it, you didn't even ask permission. I think that's messed up, Doug. Yeah, we can't use phones on the airplane. I was obeying the law. Oh, Right. All right. People in the delivery room or no one? I don't think that it matters to me. It's all you. It's up to you. For Henley, your mom was in the delivery room with us. And I thought that was nice because it's her grandbaby. Mm -hmm. But I think for the next time around, I want it to just be us. Not that like your mom was any issue whatsoever because she really wasn't. But... They'd be close behind anyway. I mean, they'd be there. Right. And I just feel like there's so many people that are in the room. And I just, I had so many people saying things. And I was like, if there's just like one less like person, then I think it would just help me cope and just breathe and push. And I don't think we'd have a film crew this time. Like, I just want to video it ourselves. I don't, I don't, I definitely don't want to do it for Married at First Sight ever again. Like, I just, I, I, I tried to get the video propped up. When we had yeah. Henley, but I think uh, Barbara, the uh, the midwitch wife, midwitch or whatever they midwife. call that midwife, um, she was in the way. Yeah, she was. But you know what? We have that audio. I wonder if we should pull that audio and share the audio on the podcast because that's a, the exact audio from when I was having giving birth to Henley, and we could share that with all of you guys listening. Oh yeah! If you want to hear, case you want to hear what a pregnant lady. Sounds like when she's pushing. Actually, I had a very calm, uneventful, beautiful delivery with Henley, but we're really losing track here. So let me know if you guys want to hear our delivery with Henley live, because I would love to share that. I think I wonder if that video would translate to the radio or podcast. Yeah, I I'm scared that there might it might not come off good. But you know, we're so honest with you guys listening. Like if it doesn't come off good, who cares? I think you'll like it. I would like it because it'd be real. We should play several clips and have like you giving birth and then a second clip of just like people screaming or just a woman screaming and see if we can pick out which one is you giving birth. Uh, well, I didn't really scream that much. I, I had an epidural and then the best epidural ever. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Let us know if you guys want to like have a bonus episode of of my birth with Henley. I think that would be so cool. I would love to share that if you guys want to hear it. All right. How do you think Henley will react to baby number two on earth? She doesn't really understand it now, I don't think, because she's not really allowed to touch like her baby cousin, Zach. Yeah. But she has taken up a lot of interest in holding a baby and carrying a baby and putting a baby to sleep and rocking her. So I I don't think there's a way to tell right now because she's too young funny you mentioned baby zach because so my sister-in-law and i were pregnant literally like two weeks due apart from each other and obviously we lost our baby and she went to go have baby zach and so it's just interesting to see henley with baby zach now because she should have a baby brother or sister that age and obviously she doesn't but it's just interesting to think like whenever he's around i just instantly think like oh my gosh our lives would be so different if we had been able to keep that baby throughout the whole pregnancy it's just interesting to see her interaction to think that like she should have a little baby already but anyways um ear piercing or weight see i think it would be weird to have an ear piercing for a boy i just think (laughs) it would be weird spikes (laughs) (laughs) no uh if it's a girl i mean we the doctor recommended that we do it earlier the better and he said at two months it's you know it's probably the best which I look back now and I'm like god my baby was really young but 
we, we did would do it. it again. I would do it again in that age. Oh, Doug, I was, that was the, one of the worst days of my life. I had, I had more anxiety and stress and I think she could sense it. So then she cried. I'll tell you what though, the doctor who did it, it was a doctor who pierced Tenley's ears. And she said that she did it one at a time to prevent like any, uh, asymmetry, but screw that. Like I'm not I'm just not going to pierce one ear and then the other ever again. Like it's better. There better be two guns and it better just be one big pierce. And then with both ears and then two be done guns. piercing guns. I know. <laughs> uh, do you think this baby will be calmer or more rambunctious than Henley? I would say probably calmer because the baby will have a lot of observing of Henley. And I think that makes the baby calmer because she's kind of watching or he's watching her old, their older sister. Does that I, make sense? Yeah, it does. But I feel like Henley's so calm. Like she's not a wild child at all. She's becoming wild. No, <laughs> she's just got, she loves to dance and yeah. sing and she's got a great personality, but she's not wild. Like think about, I mean, some kids who are two are pretty, you know, and that's normal to have like a pretty wild child at two, yeah. but she's really just quite calm for, yeah, I she think. kind of is pretty tame. Yeah. She's very, like very well behaved. Likes I think. doing things though. But I mean, I'll stop patting us on the back now. <laughs> Our kid is so well behaved. <laughs> now, of course, she acts up sometimes. She's too. But I would say for the most part, she's pretty calm. So this next baby's, especially if it's a boy, it's probably going to be more rambunctious. Boys are just rambunctious. So I would disagree with you. I don't think that this next baby's going to be as calm. But I hope you're right. Okay. When will you start trying for baby number three? Ooh, that's a good question. Probably, I would rather do it right away yes. and then get the three over with three yeah. i'm hoping for four and then we wait a couple of years for four i could i could probably get on board with that but doug i'll be old i, I don't want to be that old i don't think my eggs will be alive old. anymore <laughs> i can't wait that long i'm already 33 i think we'll be fine 33 is young i would love to have this baby and then get pregnant again immediately that'd be awesome yeah and then we could wait a year or two and get another one. Probably two years. All right. This is a really good question. And I feel like a lot of people are going to be interested in the answer to this because I'm always curious whether people are like wanting to name their kid. So this question says, any names picked out already? We said we're going to share the names. I mean, we have a pretty good idea, right? Yeah, but I, don't, I mean, it's not set in stone. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, I think we should put our ideas in a fishbowl and just pick out the one. No, that is not how I'm naming my kid. Mommy, how was I named? Henley has this great story. It's like coming full circle. And then the second kid, oh, we just put some names in a fishbowl and picked it out. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I think that, you know, I have a whole list of names that that I really, really like. First things first is I really like H names. I think that it's really nice, like Henley Hainer. For a boy? And I don't, you might've mentioned this already. I don't know why I have this in my head, but if it was a boy, I like the idea of having Douglas as the middle name. Yeah, we did mention that. And I always like the name Hunter Douglas. Hunter Douglas? Hunter Douglas Hainer. What? You never told me that before. So, no, I just thought of it. Of <laughs> you just said I always liked the name Hunter Douglas Hainer. Yeah, I've always liked it since I thought of it. <laughs> like two seconds ago. Yeah, I've liked it since then. Oh, well, I like the name Hunter, but I kind of like Hunter for a girl. You like all of the the boy names for a girl. I do. Every time. I like Ryan. I like Francis. (laughs) I I like Jason. Well, I only like Francis because my dad's name was Francis. But no, one of the producers for Married at First Sight Unfiltered, her name is Hunter and her friends call her Hunty. Mm. And I just think that sounds too close to the bad word. Hunty? Yeah. What's the bad word? With a C. No one says that mm-hmm. that's not even a thing martha stewart's daughter does a lot <laughs> what yeah i, I heard her not know that okay well i really like the name hendrix for a boy that is nice i love the name hendrix and i just picture like a little henley and hendrix running around or for a girl's name and then you can call her dixie oh what didn't think right? of that hendrix dixie well what would we name what would we nickname the boy dougie awesome no. Okay. So I like the name Hallie. I like the name Jack. I like the name Havana. I like the name Savannah. I like Bradley, Bentley, like Emma, Emily, Henry, Harley. Henry. 
What? <laughs> Tell me how you really a feel. Horrible name. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Watley. Yeah, right. Um, so obviously we haven't really narrowed it down no. at all. But do you have any other names that you like? Personal tra. Person your personal tra hainer. Yeah. Get it? Get it. <laughs> or compla. Complainer. Not that one. I don't like that one. All right. Hubby or wifey should pick the name. Hubby. I think both of us should. It's both of our kids. Yeah, you're right. So, I think it'll come to us. I do kind of wonder, though, if I would want to see the face before I named the baby. I don't think so. No? What's the face going to give you? All all newborns look the same. They're wrinkly and purple. <laughs> Douglas, they are not. Kind of. Kind of. Only for like the first two seconds, <laughs> and then they pink up. <laughs> all right. Do you plan on documenting your journey on YouTube? Absolutely. Probably. As matter of fact, it's a little known fact that we have a YouTube channel. It's also called Hot Marriage Cool Parents. We almost never publicize it or promote it, mostly because it's more of vlogs and just us filming our normal life um, for fun or like doing something fun with Gracie just so yeah. that Gracie one day she'll have it to look back on. and Usually trips and stuff. Yeah. Or like we did head, shoulders, knees, and toes. That was a really fun video <laughs> to make. But I do want to document this whole entire pregnancy I wish I had done that with Henley and I also really want to document like the 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 fourth trimester was is what they call it like so the first three months after the baby's born there's not enough real raw authentic stories out there sharing like what it's really like and because of that that my first experience after having Henley I was like really depressed because I just felt like I wasn't I didn't I felt like I didn't quote-unquote bounce back fast enough I felt like I didn't like have my ish together well enough I felt like I just felt clueless and I didn't realize that like a lot of people probably feel clueless but but the reason why I didn't realize that is because no one ever shares that and I'm queen of just sharing it like the realness of it all so I I do I want to be able to share like the real journey of what it's like to have a baby and the emotions that come with it and then you know share that with others so they can feel less like a crazy (laughs) unqualified parent (laughs) because that's exactly how I felt I felt (laughs) like crazy because my emotions were all over the place and I felt so unqualified like I didn't know what to do like every first parent yeah exactly uh do you think Gracie's gonna be jealous of this second baby yes you do I do I really don't actually I think that it'll be an adjustment um for her but I think that there's always going to be a little jealousy especially at that young age I first of all I don't want to put that out into the universe because I mean it won't be right away the baby can't really do anything well, she's gonna, you know, she's gonna be mommy, mommy. She does that now. Yeah, I think she's gonna really take to the baby. I mean, she's so good with her little baby dolls, and I know it's obviously entirely different. Think about when you or I hold another baby. She doesn't seem to care. She does. What like if you're playing with Mason, if you're playing with Amelia, she butts her way in. But they're big kids. When I hold baby Zach, she does not care. Yeah, cool. Because she knows she can't touch them. And then by the time. You know, I think by the time the baby gets like bigger, she'll have like, she'll have ownership of the baby. Like she'll feel like it's her, you know, her baby. That'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. How long, (laughs) this is a funny question. How long till you all start matching? Immediately. (laughs) I'm bringing matching outfits to the hospital. Right away. (laughs) I could, I could see the shipments coming in now. (laughs) Yeah. I love my, one of my favorite things to do while I'm nursing at night is to just shop online, all the matching outfits, like random (laughs) things I buy while I'm nursing my kid at 3am. I don't know if anyone else ever did that, but that's like what I do. All right. The due date is 5, 14, 20. So May 14, 2020. Do you have any predictions on when the baby will actually come? Cinco de Mayo. You really want it to be Cinco de Mayo. You've said that a couple of times. I know. I kind of feel it. Really? That's really early. Not really. Yeah, it is. That's like two weeks early. Yeah, it's better than like four months early. Well, yeah, but I kind of like them cooking right to the last minute. <laughs> I love the bump. I love the extra time to like prepare. I get like, I w- I've never felt ready for Henley to come out. <laughs> I never, ever felt ready. I did I not feel like we were ready for her to come. And then we were over prepared. We really weren't though. 
I was like, kind of. No, actually, you're kind of right. I did not feel ready though. I was we had a not... lot of stuff we never used. Oh my god, it's so true. Oh my goodness, I should write a blog about all the things you shouldn't add to your baby registry (laughs) or you may not have to you just shouldn't because you'll never use it it's the biggest waste of money like i mean i don't know i can think of a million things like there's just so many gadgets that you just really don't need um okay next question this is so funny too first christmas are you going to buy presents for this baby or not because the baby is only going to be a couple months old we will not have to buy any presents for that baby. That baby's going to be spoiled rotten by the time it comes out. I don't think so. This That's different with second kid because... We buy Henley presents, but... We don't buy Henley presents. Well, I think we will this year so she can see like the... She wasn't able to really get the whole ripping of the... I mean, you saw her for her birthday party. She loved ripping open the presents. Yeah. Even though we didn't let her have any of them but we could literally wrap a box and put like tissue paper inside and she would be so excited and I kind of want to teach our kids that it's really not about the gifts anyways and obviously they're kids so of course we were gonna like wrap a box but like really it's not gonna I don't ever want them to be in the habit of like a million presents every Christmas morning like I want it to be like a few really heartfelt nice presents and then let's let's volunteer and you know donate our time and share and whatnot i think that for if henley sees presents for or if we don't give the new baby presents henley's gonna start to feel like all the presents are hers so we have to have that separation that's that's true but we could easily just wrap a box and that's exactly what i plan on doing because i don't think for i don't know i just i just don't think the baby's gonna need anything for christmas when do you think you'll start nursery school or daycare or will you have your in-laws watch the baby again? Hmm. So I, Gracie was 18 months old when she went to nursery school or, or daycare. We call it nursery school cause it's called nursery school, right. even though it's, she's young for that. But and my parents watched them watch your parents started watching her. I don't know. Pretty early. I feel like right, like six right months. I mean, I pretty much worked sh- like I never took a maternity leave. I did from the hospital, but not from filming. So I was literally filming a TV show while I was having my daughter. Plus immediately after. Plus I filmed Married at First Sight Unfiltered. That's right. So, you know, your parents helped watch while we were filming. Um, and I think that that's how we would do it again. I don't want to work so much this next time. We were in a really rough spot financially. And I felt like yeah. I had no choice but to work. <laughs> throughout the whole entire time. But next time I really want to be able to enjoy some of, some of the time. And I want to just, you know, document it so I can remember it forever. I think I have a fear of forgetting my life because my grandma died of Alzheimer's and I just, I just have this big fear of losing my memory. So I want to document everything. Document everything. Yeah, I really do. So then I can at least watch it back. <laughs> or if like, God forbid we, go too soon i want our kids to have tons of videos to be able to watch to know that their parents love them we'll make sure that they have the lifetime channel and on demand (laughs) that's why i also want to do it ourselves though because i feel like i don't like they own our whole entire birth experience with henley they have all of that content we have none of it and we have some we have the midwife in her tush yeah because that's all, I mean, I don't, I don't want to do that again. Like I don't, you can't pay me enough money in the world. Like I want to be able to have that for myself and be able to share that with our family. And I know that kinetic's awesome. So I bet you if I was to be like, Hey, can we have that footage? We don't watch any of that. I would like to have it. I know, but I'm saying like, we, we don't watch many old videos. I think we would. If, especially the birth of our child. And we don't now though. Yeah. Right. We look at, we watch things we put on Instagram all the time over and over again. All right. Don't you think? Yeah. You're just agreeing with me now, but we really do think about it. I just posted something today on Instagram. It was a throwback from when Henley was a brand new baby. I love looking at that stuff. Okay. Uh, We'll stop arguing over this. Henley's third birthday in August. The baby will be three months old. Do you plan on downsizing her birthdays or keeping them large? These are really funny questions. And she knows us so well because Henley's first birthday had probably 150 guests, I would say easily. And her second birthday, I was like, I am downsizing. And it was like 75 guests. (laughs) 
I would think that we would keep going down. I would say, but it's hard because friends, family, I mean, that's like all of our friends and families. So like, how do we downsize? Like then you don't invite someone and you feel bad. Well, it depends on if it's at our house or not, if it's outside or if it's out at a location, less people will go. Yeah. I think that's that's exactly what we're going to do. We're not having it at the house because that's so stressful, even though I love hosting, but it's very stressful and I think we'll just go you to like... You don't get to hang out with anybody. It's so true. And also Henley will be three, which means she'll want to like play around at like um, bounce yeah, houses or something. Play area. Yeah. So we'll probably definitely do that instead of having a party at home. But last question is gender reveal party. Do you plan on having one? I don't think you'd do that for a second baby, do you? Oh, uh, yeah. For sure, homeboy. Really? Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. For sure. You don't get a baby shower or anything, right? No, I don't need a, I don't want a baby shower. I would like a, a sprinkle, not like so much to like for gifts, but just to celebrate. Like, I mean, there's so <laughs> few reasons to celebrate in and life. And then like, the third, the third baby is like a droplet. That yeah. Goes? Just less water. <laughs> yeah. Just one, one droplet. <laughs> no, I don't really want a uh, baby shower. Like, I don't, we don't need a thing for this baby. Um, yeah. I guess if it's a boy, we'll need clothes. But yeah, I guess if we need stuff for the baby, we should have a shower. We don't need anything for the baby. We have everything really from Hen- from Henley. I saved everything. Yeah, and if it's true. a girl, we truly need nothing because I have clothes and shoes and everything. Um, but it's just fun to celebrate. So, but the gender reveal party, it's not about, you know, bringing gifts anyways. It's more about just like the surprise element. Like, is That's it going to be a boy or a girl? Which brings me back to the question, Doug, like I cannot decide, like, should we just buy that sneak peek test and take no, the test and do should, it early? No, we should just wait. Ugh, it's so hard. If I, I know that right now we could buy the test and I could send it off and we could know the results real soon. No, because it just creates expectations. Yeah, because it could be wrong. I don't I don't know how accurate that test is. Nobody knows for sure. But the I mean, Chinese maybe they do, but the Chinese calendar predicts that we're having a girl. What do they know? And I think what do they you predict what the Chinese calendar since when do you have a Chinese calendar? It's like this thing. And some friends are talking about it on Instagram. So they said, oh, let me know. It tends to be accurate. Like, let me know when the date of conception was and your birthday. And that's the Chinese calendar to, like, predict the gender of the baby. So I... Um, How? I don't know. It's like some calculation. Well, what day do we need to conceive for, for it to be a boy? <laughs> I don't know because we already conceived and apparently it's a girl. I know. But if, if that's true, then we should plan around the dates... That calls for a boy. Doug, it's too late. We already are pregnant. The next one, I'm saying. Yes, the next one, we could do that. <laughs> I bet you it's half the days. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And I was like, well, what if I can't remember the exact day that I conceived? So I like put in a couple different days. I knew we had sex because I marked the calendar. And all of those days said girl. So it must be like in the vicinity. Right. Yeah. I'm not kidding. But I'm pretty sure the Chinese calendar said that Henley would be a boy. So who knows? Yeah. But I can't, I can't remember if the Chinese calendar said that or not. But it did say that the, or this girl, this baby is going to be a girl. What makes it a Chinese calendar? I don't know. I just Googled it. Wouldn't it be the same calendar? Douglas, I don't know. Maybe they have different, I don't know, patterns in the sun rising. Oh, patterns in the sun. They have a <laughs> I'm different so one. tired. We <laughs> podcast so late at night because yeah. that's when Henley sleeps. And I'm just a zombie right now. Well, that's because we had to take a break to put Henley down and then we're now we're back. Yeah. And it's really late. So I'm going to stop talking before this just gets even more delirious. And next week we are so excited because we have another fun game. I feel like we've had a lot of real heartfelt podcast episodes and I've been trying to get to lighter topics and we're doing it. So this week I thought was a really fun light one. You'll have to let us know what you guys thought. Leave us a review. Next week, we have another really fun, lighthearted topic. It's going to be who knows who better. It's almost like a newlywed game, except we've been married for five and a half years. So we better know each other pretty well. Otherwise, I'm going to question our marriage. (laughs) Okay. I like that. I started started filling it out. Actually, I'm all done. I'm not going to let you see it. And then you should fill it out and don't let me see it. Don't let me cheat. Don't look at it. Okay. Because then I really want to see who knows who better. And I bet you- cheated on this one. I'm going to say, I did not, and it wasn't cheating anyways, Uh, but I'm going to really, 
I think I'm the one that's going to know you more. Just FYI. I wonder if there's like a generic test for that. I'm throwing the prediction out right now to all you guys listening that I will know my husband more than he will know me. I think you underestimate me. Maybe. I'm like an elephant. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I could hear from really far away. (laughs) And you got a big nose. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm scared of rodents. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Yes. And And stay tuned for all things Hot Marriage Cool Parents. Check us out on Instagram. I'm at Doug Hainer. You're at what? Jamie Otis? Jamie Jamie and Otis. See, you already don't even know my Instagram handle. I know. I'm throwing you off. (laughs) I do want to put a poll out there and see if they, if who, who thinks who knows best. Like if, if any of our friends will, will think that you know more than about me than I know more about you. Yeah. I wonder what they think, but, uh, I think that I'm going to win next week, but anyways, I'm so competitive. (laughs) If you can't tell, uh, we'll see you guys next week and I hope you have a really great, usually these come off on Fridays. So I hope you have a really great weekend. Talk to you guys soon. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.